Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. This is your neighbourhood wonderful LGBT podcast. I'm not alone today. I've got somebody with me. I've got the wonderful Christian Hugill, who is former Newsbeat presenter on Radio 1, who has now got his very own podcast, among many other things, The Fast and the Curious, who's going to be holding my hand and yours, I imagine, through the world of navigating F1, that's Formula One, that's racing, driving, that's cars, for anyone who doesn't know. So cars are things, they're like Ubers, but you drive them yourself. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a sport, and I'm being really reductive, which is bad, because LGBT people can like F1 as well, which is the whole point of your career, right, Christian? Welcome. Chris, hello, thank you, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, it's because... It's become a big part of my career being both LGBT and liking sport. I, I, I'll i be completely honest. I won't say that was the aim, but I'm very happy that mm. that's the case. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So you kind of went viral, let's say, <laughs> uh, with this clip you did with Lewis Hamilton, right? Yeah. God, that was quite an episode. Yeah. So we've launched a new Formula One podcast. As you very kindly said, it's called The Fast and the Curious. And I met the lovely Greg James from uh, Radio One when I was working there. I used to read the news on his show every now and then. And Mm. about 2022, I did some hits on his show from the Bahrain Grand Prix, the first race of last season. He's a big F1 fan and we talked about that a couple of times. And he, and when I announced I was leaving the BBC, he was like, we should do a Formula One podcast. And it was like, okay, amazing. Oh. A year down the line or so, we'd set this F1 podcast up and we were recording episode two at Silverstone, which is the home of the British Grand Prix. Uh, and there was myself, my amazing co-presenter, Betty. And, and it, actually, Greg wasn't at that bit. Greg's on the podcast too, but he's quite busy in the mornings uh doing his mm-hmm. his radio show so we got this interview with sir lewis hamilton which which we'd been told by the lovely people at mercedes was going to happen but you don't fully trust with such a massive name that it happens until they're like there you're like okay we'll see sort of thing yeah and then lewis turned up and we had a lovely chat it's the second time i've interviewed him and he's been a delightful man to me both times but i'm sort of free of the constraints of the bbc now and i sort of thought to myself that as a human being, more than a journalist or a broadcaster, for, for for those that don't follow sport, in 2021, Formula One went to Hungary, uh, which at the time 
had sort of published a slightly don't ask, don't tell style policy when it came to LGBTQ plus in schools. And it was it was mm-hmm. obviously rightly hugely controversial. And, and two Formula One drivers, Lewis and Sebastian Vettel, had spoken up really strongly against it. And Lewis had raced with a rainbow helmet. And he's since then been a very pro LGBTQ plus advocate. Um, and I just sort of thought mm. to myself as a human more than anything, I don't think I'd forgive myself. I don't know when I'm going to get to interview Lewis Hamilton again. I, I don't think I'd forgive myself as a human if I didn't just say thank you. That that kind of means a lot to people like me who who struggled with that sort of being a sport fan and my sexuality. And his response was just lovely. I just sort of said to him, it means a lot. And he was kind enough to say that sort of I must have been on a journey too and that that can't have been easy. And we just had a nice little moment and um, we put a, a little you know, social media clip to plug the podcast on. And what, it's had a million views on Twitter, just under a million views on Instagram. I don't know how many on TikTok, but as you said, it sort of went viral, which was just the sweetest thing. But Lewis was was really sweet in what he said. And it was a nice little moment that I will remember for as long as I'm on this planet. Yeah, I bet. And just um, in a nutshell, what what ex- what exactly did he say? Because I've got um, I've got questions. He said, "Good lord!" Um, he said that. Well, well, firstly, what threw me a bit is he stopped me and said, cool, "Because I sort of said, why do you do this sort of thing? Why do you stick up for people like this when other sports people don't?" And obviously, he he sort of spoke up, you know, in favour of Black Lives Matter, and he basically speaks up in favour of equality, which shouldn't mm. be shouldn't be a high bar, but in sport it is. Not many very top-level sports people do. And he, he sort of stopped mm. me and said, well, just firstly, just I just want to congratulate you on my journey, on, on your journey, meaning me. Uh, and I was like, well... well <laughs> Congratulations on being a Lewis Hamilton fan. You've come a long way and you've, you're in the right place. <laughs> exactly. I was like, well, thank, thank you very much. Uh, and he just, Thank you, Lewis. The, the, the line that got people was he said that, uh, you know, I don't care if I win another race again, which for a seven time world champion and one of the sort of greatest, well, in my view, the greatest Formula One driver in the 70 year history of the sport to say, so I don't care if I win another race again, so long as I keep speaking up for these people and speaking up for, you know, these communities. And sure enough, only this week as we're recording this, we've heard horrendous news about Uganda's policy towards LGBTQ plus people. And sure enough, the only big name sports person I've seen tweet about it and saying how awful this is and, and calling on them to sort of change their minds is Lewis Hamilton. So yes, he said mm. he, he said that basically it's become very important for him that as Formula One moves and travels into countries like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, places that have had hungry, you know, places that have had questionable LGBTQ rights records in the past, he said it was very important to him to, as Formula One goes into these countries, sort of spread his values of equality, which I which I I think's a good thing. Yeah, it's remarkable. And you know, ask a dumb question, but what he said, you know, was quite straightforward, yes. wasn't it? You know, he basically said, I believe in LGBT rights. And I, I'm i sort of fascinated that that goes viral because it, it, it says so much about so many things. I think part of the reason it went viral was because I think the way he sort of, I'm just a, a random F1 podcaster. And I think people liked the way he sort of went out of his way to say nice things about me, which was lovely. It made me mm-hmm. quite emotional on the podcast afterwards. And that also had a bit of a you know viral mm-hmm. moment. But then the second part of it, as I said, the bar is low. I mean, it's little things like we've been praised for our equality on this, on this new podcast for simple things that 
one of the co one of the two main presenters of the podcast, you know, there's me, Greg and Betty with, with me and Betty sort of being the main presenters and Greg is our sort of team principal, Greg, if you like. So two main presenters, one of them, and this will shock you, is a woman. In the podcast, we've spoken to a couple of team members who are women. And even that has been like, oh, I love how inclusive your podcast is. And I'm like, well, thank you. That's lovely. But my Christ, the bar's low. If that, you know, Betty's co-presenting it because she's an amazing sports broadcaster, a real good friend of mine and really, really funny. The fact that that she's a woman really crop into my mind. But the bar is so low Mm. in sport. And then what Lewis said, as you say... It's lovely what he said. It's basics. And he said it, and I think also the tone of which he said it in a very sincere, very genuine way people could see. But actually, I think the reason it went viral is because look at when the World Cup went to Qatar back end of last year. For non-sport fans, there was a big controversy around the England team because England said, we're going to wear this rainbow armband, this one love armband. Christian's talking about football, by the way. This is football. In case anyone's <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the governing body of world football said, don't wear that. So England went, all right, we won't wear that. But not one of the England players, not one of them in the process of that tournament just spoke up and went, by the way, we're in Qatar. We know it's LGBTQ rights are awful. We are with you. We stand up for you. Just not one of them. So I think so few very top level sports people do what Lewis does and goes out of his way Mm. to say, by the way, you know, when there are issues around poor human rights, this is bad. I think that's why it went viral. So it's, in a way, there's no no criticism of Lewis, obviously, but it's slightly sad it went viral because you'd hope that that would be the thing with all, with so many top level and elite level sports people like Lewis, because you get your top level sports people and Lewis is one of the world's very best. He makes headlines because he does speak out about these issues, whereas, you know, it would have been very powerful for the captain of the England football team to have, when England went to Qatar, gone, by the way, LGBTQ plus people, queer people, we're with you. But they didn't do that. And I think that's part of the reason why when Lewis does it, it's uh, also, I I don't think that many sports broadcasters bring it up either when so Mm -hmm. I think that's another part of the reason. And I think sport needs to talk about it a bit more. So slightly sad that it went viral, but that's where we're at, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? And I wonder if you being a sports presenter... Do you feel like you're alone being a, you know, LGBT person? Um, do you feel like you have other allies there? Or is it still very locker roomy when you're around it, around the other hosts and, you know, in that world? Uh, I Do I feel alone is an excellent question. Slightly, there are still very few out gay male sports presenters in the UK and that has slightly intimidated me as especially as after I left the comfort blanket of having a BBC staff job and you try and make your own way in this world you think I am a gay guy who's very the reason I'm very open about my sexuality is really simple it's because when I was first realized that I might be gay sort of age 13 14 I started to battle it uh, at the time, I was a season ticket holder at Leicester City Football Club. I was involved in motorsport because I was racing carts. And I sort of thought, you can't do both. You can't be active in sport like I was and be a sports fan as I was and be gay. We all know that you can be gay and mm. be whatever you want to be. But I didn't at the time. And I just remember thinking yeah. when I started then to present the sport, I was a big Radio 1 listener. So when 10 years later, I started to present the sport on Radio 1, I was like, bloody hell, it would have meant a lot to me if, 
I'd known that like, oh yeah, the sports presenter on Radio One's gay. It's like, it's possible. So that's the simple reason. When I found out Thomas Schaffernacker was gay, weatherman, I was like, I feel seen. It was amazing. Exactly. It's just positive role models, isn't it? And this was a time in the 90s when I grew up in the early 2000s that you didn't have... Sorry to interrupt you. Can you hear the loudest rumbling going on in this room that I'm in? No, I can't. It's like my husband is actually moving all the furniture. Give me one second. I need to do <laughs> Okay, of course. <laughs> Sorry. What's he watching? We'll keep this in. Um, (laughs) He's watching a film so loudly that it sounded like he was moving all the furniture around. And I said, what are you watching? He said, it's a film about planes, because my husband loves planes. I often get accused of having the telly on far too loud doing everything in my life far too loudly i'm quite a loud man by my boyfriend so i do yeah i i think the role <laughs> reversal with us hey listen i ain't guilt free here <laughs> hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So there you are. We were on Thomas Schaffernacker. We were talking Obviously, about yes. role models. Yeah, and, yeah. and this was, I suppose this was a time when, go back to the 90s and 2000s, you didn't have people like like Tom Daly, who was like, by the way, yeah, I'm a Olympic gold medalist and I'm gay. You didn't have people like that. Gareth Thomas, who's like from the world of rugby. So that's the reason I always choose to be quite open about my sexuality. I bang on about it all the time because the fundamentally I'm there to describe what happens in Formula One racing. But when it comes up, I don't shy away from it in the same way that, you know, straight people wouldn't shy away about mentioning girlfriends. You know what I mean? So I think it's, mm. it's, um, I, I feel quite alone sometimes because there's not that many out gay male sports broadcasters in this country and certainly if you look at the big major UK sports broadcasters, there's not that many people like me. There's a few, but there's not loads. So it makes me feel a little bit alone. But to answer the second part of your question in terms of do I feel that around, it's getting a lot better. When I first started covering sport in like, uh, what, 2013, 2014, sexuality just wasn't talked about. And you sort of think, oh shit, I'm the only person like me whereas now you do start to see more lgbtq plus people 
in some roles in sport, in press roles, in media roles. You've got more sports people coming out. So it's it's getting better, but it's still sport. I, I, I can't lie. I think I still do feel slightly intimidated by it at some point and a little bit alone at some point, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely an atmosphere that, and I'm, you know, I point no fingers, but like there's an atmosphere when I've been around sport that is often dominated by straight men. Yeah. Let's generalise. I don't know, it's like a club. Everybody talks in a certain way and, and, and it's something that I've always found very alienating. But it's, you know, fantastic that there are people coming through. Because, I mean, what? why should it be a straight thing to like sport, you know? Can I ask you a random question? Of course. Um, which I should... You said there are some women on the F1 teams, but are there any F female F1 drivers? No, there are... Uh, there are um female drivers who have uh, raced briefly in the past a long time ago and there are people who've had test roles in in Formula One who are women uh, at the moment no there are no female F1 drivers and I think you know F1 is a is a it's less than it used to be but it's still a fairly niche sport and I obviously get asked a lot of questions about Formula One in my day-to-day life by people who don't like Formula One and I would say why are there no women drivers is probably the question I get asked the most. And it digs mm. into a little bit what you were saying, Chris, about why shouldn't it be a straight club? Well, Formula One has always been a boys club. If you look back to the history of when it was started, it was started by fundamentally white men with a spare bit of cash who decided to go racing. You mm. know, and this is in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and it, and it builds from there. And... In in my view, from what I've seen, obviously I wasn't around in those times, but was there a sexist atmosphere in Formula One all those years ago? Yeah, there was. It, it, you know, Formula One wasn't an inclusive, welcoming, open atmosphere in decades gone by. Listen, the sport's not perfect, but one of the things I see more from Formula One and, and its, you know, governing bodies than you do from footballs is a willingness to, and an openness to change formula one ran a campaign called Re- we races one which really pushed female lgbtq plus involvement in the sport formula one's just put a load of um money a- a behind a new series called the, F- the f1 academy which is just for female drivers to try and shine a light on female drivers so there is a push at the moment to change the facts that it hasn't got any female drivers because there is no reason whatsoever why there couldn't be it's just historically there hasn't been, but I believe that in my lifetime of covering the sport, we will see that first female F1 driver. I hope it's not too far away because the grassroots models are changing. When I was racing and when I was a teen, there were so few women drivers in the grassroots part of the sport, but now there's more and more. So I, th- mm. I think it will change in time. I hope it will change in time. And um, form- under Formula 1, there's the Junior Series called Formula 2. Underneath that, there's Formula 3. And there was a woman racing in Formula 3 this year. So already we're starting to finally see it seeping through. So I do think that will change. And I think the sport is, is doing good things to push change, which is a good thing. That's very cool. It also sort of asks the question about, you know, the Lewis Hamilton thing is like, are you, you know, it's a big question and the David Beckham Qatar mm. thing is involved with this as well. It's like, are you better off working from the inside? You know, like Lewis Hamilton is an F1 driver. He's going to these countries. 
he's not boycotting the races in those countries, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's problematic LGBT um, laws, which I know is also a deeply complex matter. You know, is it better to operate from the inside and lead, or is it better to boycott things? I suppose that's the question that's always asked, isn't it's it? It's really interesting because. Um... So I presented a couple of shows over the uh, Virgin Radio has a uh, the UK station has a um, like a pop up digital station in the summer called Virgin Radio Pride, and I presented mm. a couple of shows for them. One was about the rise of um, I'm a patron of Fox's Pride, which is the Leicester City LGBTQ uh, plus yeah. football fan group. Um, I'm now uh, ambassador of Racing Pride, which is the motorsport industry sort of similar group. And and in the oh cool, I was going to ask you about that. Oh, bless you. Uh, in the football one, uh, I, we also presented, a, I also did a sort of roundtable discussion show about the World Cup. And I asked the very same question you just asked me about boycotting. Um, and there's a guy called Adam Crafton, mm. who's one of the, the the most brilliant football journalists in the country, who's gay and one of the very few sort of openly gay football, mainstream football journalists. And he was like, well, if we if we boycotted, like, would anyone notice? Like, what's the what's the point if fans boycotted Qatar? Uh, of course, someone would boycott if you're Lewis Hamilton, you would notice. And, and the same question was asked to uh, Tom Daly uh, years and years ago. I think it was a, a Russian World Championships. And he sort of said, well, look, if I boycotted, it would just carry on. Uh, someone else would win. Mm. And for me, it's more powerful. He, I remember him saying, you know, to go and stand on the top of the diving board, loud and proud in Russia and, and win as a gay guy than just not be there. And I... I wrote an article for the BBC years ago uh, when Formula One first went to Saudi Arabia about the sport mm. going to Saudi Arabia. And I spoke to an amazing queer motorsport writer called Hazel Southwell. And she sort of gave me a new perspective on it. It was one of those articles that you write and maybe come out feeling I've learned a lot from this. And she said, look, you know, for so, for decades, countries like Saudi Arabia, we've not gotten anywhere by the West just ignoring them and blacklisting them putting them to one side and she raised the point that when in recent years saudi arabia has allowed women to drive and a big part of that was because there's an electric version of formula one called formula e and Mm -hmm. a big part of formula e going to saudi arabia formula e said the only way we could do this is if you allow women to drive and it's not the sole reason but formula e going to saudi arabia was a big part of the reason why saudi arabia allowed women to drive far too late obviously but it was a little example of how sport can actually sometimes make a difference and I think I'm personally of the belief that shining a light on you know going to these countries and being loud and proud about your values like Lewis Hamilton and winning races in these countries and if you're Tom Daly winning championships in these countries and saying by the way I'm a winner and this is who I am I think probably does a better job than just saying well I'm not doing it because why should we, um, you know, uh, you know, obviously Lewis Hamilton's an ally, but you know, why should someone like Tom Daly miss out on the chance of competing because he's gay? He sh- he, he shouldn't. It's not his fault. The sport's going to those countries, and I think I, I sort of think that going to these countries and being loud and proud about your values of equality is a is a really powerful thing to do. And I think Lewis Hamilton turning up and racing with an LGBTQ flag is probably more powerful than him not being there i think i don't have the answers i don't know but i i don't think boycotting would make the big impact that necessarily people think it would it would all happen anyway do you know what i mean particularly when it was like well gay fans Mm. should boycott the world cup well no one would notice do you know what i mean so um 
it's a, it's a complicated one, but I think it's really powerful to go to these countries, particularly as a gay athlete, and go. By the way, I'm going to ace this, and I'm gay, and so what? Oh, pausing there. This is the end of part one. Hold that thought. Part two is on the feed. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.